That's What Dads Are Made For by Amanda B. Glass. Your dad is special just the way that he is. I hope you understand this after taking our quiz. Dads aren't made perfect, not a single one. It's important you know this as his daughter or son. Let it sink into your heart, deep down in your core. You're connected, and that's what your dad was made for. question is, what is your dad made for? All right, Rosie, take it away. My dad makes me feel happy when we spend quality time together and we're making a good bond. I feel loved by my dad when he comforts me when I'm sad and when I'm having a hard time. I would like if me and my dad could maybe spend more time together um, throughout the day because he works from home and sometimes at home it's hard to tell whether he's working or he's just on his phone or his computer. This is important to me because I want to have a good bond with my dad when I grow up. Thanks for answering that, Rosie, and thanks for your honesty with that. You know, dads are made for a lot of things, especially with dads and daughters, special relationship. Thanks for answering the questions, Rosie. And I hope you enjoy the book, That's What Dads Are Made For, by Amanda Glass. back here in Dr. D's social network with the author of That's What Dads Are Made For, Amanda Glass. How are you doing, Amanda? Hi, Darian. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Amanda, you were someone who was referred to me by a uh, previous guest of the show, Shelly Murray. And I love getting referrals because I think people are very passionate about people that refer to the show as they think they'll be a good fit to chat with me, which I love. I love that. Yeah, it was so sweet of her. She um, just sent me a message today that said, you know, he will guide you into a great conversation. Just just enjoy yourself and um, and shine is what she said. So that was nice of her. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I never let anybody hang or there'd be like weird awkwardness and stuff <laughs> during the conversation. Yeah. That would never happen. I mean, I mean, if it did, I guess it'd be weird, but I haven't experienced it before. You know. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't happen today. <laughs> you might be the first. You never know, right? But uh, I was really taken by your book, uh, That's What Dads Are Made For. Uh, and I've had a, a previous children's book author on here before. And, and when um, Shelley Murray, who referred you to me, told me about your book, I was like, oh, I have to talk to Amanda. I have yeah. to. I have a daughter, nine-year-old daughter. And... It's just something special about that relationship. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the genesis of this book and how it came about. 
Yeah, you know, looking back and thinking about it, it's it's like a lifetime, right, to to live to get to this book. But um, I grew up uh, the youngest of three, and uh, my older sisters are a bit older than me, and so um, I grew up the baby of the family, and I never felt connected to my dad. He was a good man. He worked very hard. He had to work multiple jobs to keep our family financially afloat. He was present. If he wasn't at work, he was at home. Um, And yet I didn't feel connected to him. I didn't feel known by him in the way that met my expectations, we'll say. Um, He wasn't a cuddly man. He didn't, we didn't engage in conversations about my day. Um, and so I grew up with, um, kind of attention and that I didn't understand. I didn't know how to put words to it. Um, and as a child, it was, um, frustrating and relating to him was sometimes hard and difficult to navigate. You know, I, I didn't have the words to, share my experience and there wasn't any opportunity to, you know, help me, um, bridge that gap. And so, um, as I grew older, you know, I went to college and our relationship started to change and he, um, we started connecting over things like cars, um, and jobs and, and gas money. And then later when I had kids of my own, um, I watched my dad, you know, as a grandparent, and I would see these small moments that he shared with them. You know, he might tickle their arms or whisper gibberish in their ears. And my kids loved it. And so I got to see him in a different way, um, a more gentler, you know, tender way. Um, and then, you know, sadly, my dad uh, passed away and um, a few years ago, four years ago. And for the first time, I truly understood what grief was. Um, I had lost people before in my life, grandparents and um, aunts, um, but I had never felt grief like this. And and I'll be honest, and this might sound strange, um, it kind of confused me because I, I knew who my dad was and I felt like I knew what our relationship was. And so the question I had was, you know, why is this hitting me so hard? Why am I um, seeing him in, you know, our experiences that we shared over food or in the grocery store, I would walk up and down the aisles and think, you know, my dad would probably like this strange, uh, treat or silly drink, or, you know, we just, I just felt overwhelmed with memories of him. And, you know, it took a while for me to understand, um, that just because I didn't feel it, as a child, didn't mean it wasn't happening, Mm -hmm. that we were connected and we were connected in small moments, but those small moments did create, um, a big connection between us that I didn't, I didn't recognize. And so, um, I started to pursue writing, um, a few years ago and I was just practicing writing about all sorts of things we were on a family vacation and I was writing about food and I was writing, I I wrote a poem to my scooter. And then one day it was my dad's birthday and I wrote about him 
And I wrote about, you know, my grief and about how it kind of came in waves and it would go away and then I'd feel it in, you know, in a powerful way that I didn't expect. And as I was writing this, I started remembering all of these small moments that we shared together, like card games that we would play on the floor together, um, oldies that he would sing in the car and I would sing along with him, um, the way he would you know, throw a blanket on me while I was watching TV. And at the time, these weren't what my eyes were looking for, but after... I started remembering all of these moments that it's filled that big hole in my heart. And it was, um, it was life-changing really to think, wow, you know, he might not have been what I was my, what I was looking for. He might not have met my expectations, but he did a whole lot of connecting with me. And just like anything, in life, if if our eyes aren't set on the right um, in the right way, or if we're not looking for the good, or if we don't have someone teach us to look for the good or to celebrate the things that um, are meaningful, we can miss them. And so, um, on that same day, it was a strange situation, uh, very timely. But my we were walking along the beach, and my five year old daughter had climbed up this big pile of jetty rocks and she needed help getting down. She reached out her arms and my husband picked her up and put her feet back in the sand and she's blurted out. That's what dads are made for. And I thought <laughs> that's, that is it. You know, it had taken me 40 years to learn what she knew in that moment that her dad picking her up from the rocks and putting her down was what her dad was made for. And so I thought if I can help my kids see the way that they're connected with the people in their lives, especially their dad. Um, that would be amazing, right? If I can, if I can help them connect in ways that uh, maybe they, that, that they might miss on their own. And then I thought, what if I could create a book um, that could do the same for other families? Because sometimes we just need someone to guide us just a little bit to, to, you know, bring the focus in a little tighter and so um, that's, that's really how this book was birthed, really. Um, but in writing it, I, I wanted to come to it knowing and acknowledging two things. One, that there are many different kinds of relationships between um, kids and their dads. And, um, but the one thing that is true amongst all of them is that there's going to be tension. Um, I don't know of any child who hasn't been frustrated with their dad, you know. Right. <laughs> right. And so this story isn't just my story, you know, as I've been writing this and 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 pursuing this book over the course of the last few years, I've shared it with numerous people and and so many people are saying, you know, me too. Um I felt that way too. And so tension is normal and it's going to it's going to be there in, you know, and the relationship between a child and their dad. And then the second part is, is that I didn't want parents to come to this book feeling shamed or that they needed to be defensive at all. You know, I wanted them to know that this tension is normal and that 
today is a great day to move closer to your child in some way and learn how to be more connected to them. And, um, and that there's no shame in that. And that is something worthy to be, you know, celebrated. And so it's been interesting to find my book's been out since, um, November the 17th and I've been getting feedback. Um, and it's just so, um, not surprising, but just, it just brings me so much joy to see that it's meeting people where they're at. It's a sweet, lighthearted book with a personal application at the end, uh, with a guided questions for conversation, um, that the adult and the child can engage in. And, um, there, I've been also receiving notes and, uh, DMs and Instagram saying that they really hope that this book will be the beginning of a reconciliation in their family. And so, so, um, it's, it's been neat to see this dream come true and I'm just, um, excited to see what happens with this book. It's a beautiful book. I mean, for anybody that has children and, you know, you've spent the time reading to your children. I mean, we've read to my daughter every day of her life. And uh, so there's so many books in her room, and uh, it was a treasure to add this to uh, her list of books. And I have to admit, when we were reading it together, I saw a lot of myself and the dad that was in the book. And uh, and I did. I was like, man, I like, you know, I put the blanket over there. You know, we play together here and there. You know, we play basketball together, and we do different things. But I wouldn't say I am. Um, like a dad who's like completely immersed in their child and is like always wants to play games. I'm not like the game dad, you know, <laughs> wants to play board games and stuff. Like it's, it's not natural for me. I actually don't like it. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm just being honest about it. Yeah. You know, and I knew that immediately. I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm not that I'm not into this, you know, yeah. like, and, uh, but there's all these moments we sing in the car and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is like me. Yeah. And my daughter loves as much time with me as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I think it's like, she wants my time all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and with the pandemic and being home, we're always around each other, but it's like, she can't get enough of it. <laughs> you know? Right. right. I agree. I have um, three children at home, but two, you know, 10 and under. And um, it does feel like that. And, you know, we are in this unique situation where we are, we find ourselves with our families connected, right, in the same house, yeah. and yet overwhelmed by um, the amount of connection we do have. And, you know, it, it's really easy to get overwhelmed mm-hmm. in this space because we're isolated from others, but we're really immersed with our family. And so um, I think all of that is normal. I try to tell myself, you know, on days where I think, um, I just want to get away for, you know, a half hour to, mm-hmm. to do whatever that, um, that it's all, it's, this is all, um, new territory. We're all learning here and there's lots of grace for, um, for all the feelings that we're feeling, but, um, it's so true that kids do sometimes just want all of you. Right. And it's all of you. It's such a season. Because now my oldest is um, a teen and he does not want 
all of his time to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't say. <laughs> no, no. We said something to him the other day. We were coming up with the family motto. We do this for the year, and everyone had to put their name, you know, the idea that they had on a piece of paper, folded up. And so we were reading them, and uh, one of them was Saturdays are for the family. And my teenager said, how much more time do you want me to spend? (laughs) We are together all the time. And I said, you're right. You're right. You're right. We didn't choose that one. (laughs) I totally get it. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, before we got on here, I had my daughter read, we did the back, we've done it before, but I said, all right, well, now we're going to record the back of the book, the exercise to do. And I'm like, man, I'm putting myself out there a little bit on this because I don't know what she's going to say again, you know? Yes. And she's right. like, oh, if I could do this with my dad, she's like, spend more time. I He's at work at home and I don't know if he's on his phone for work or not. And I'm like, man, this makes me sound kind of bad, I think. A little bit. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. My husband did it, read those uh, questions to our two littles and every morning we we try to wake up our 10 year old son and he, we call him the dragon in the morning. You know, he, mm-hmm. he kind of growls and he squeals, he stretches out, he pushes you away. You know, he, he covers his head back up with the blanket and everything he's doing is giving you the message of get away from me, you know? Yes. And when my husband asked him the question, what do, you know, what do I do that shows you, I love you. And he said, when you try to hug me in the mornings, that's how mm. I know you love me. And so my husband said, okay, I guess I'll keep trying. But you know, the, <laughs> the thing that we would think sometimes as parents is that they're not interested. They don't, they don't want that. You know, they don't want those hugs in the morning. They don't want that tender wake up. Um, and it turns out that that's what, he, that's how he feels loved by, you know, his dad. Yeah. So, so sometimes questions, just simple conversations can just bring so much um, clarity. And it's not, it's not a, it doesn't have to be a big, heavy conversation. Sometimes yeah. it's just a few simple questions that really help um, a child to feel heard and known. You know, I think about had my dad just asked me a few questions, I can't even imagine uh, how much frustration I could have let go of if, if he might have just been able or if he would have known to say to me, you know, what would you like to do? Or how would you like to spend time together? Or how do, how do you know, I love you? Like if we could have had that simple conversation, um, you know, I wouldn't have had to carry that frustration with me for years and years and years, you know? So I, I really try to encourage parents that, you know, the research is there. Fathers are super important to their kids' lives, their development and connection is super, um, important as well. Um, relationships have the power to change our brains and change our lives. And so when we're connected and we have these relationships, um, in our lives that are are strong, we, we have more connected brains and this builds resiliency and this builds, um, hope for the future. And so sometimes it's just, you know, a simple, the simple matter of, okay, I'm going to choose today to ask some questions that might feel tough. Just like you said, um, it does make you feel vulnerable a little bit to say, Hey, yeah. how am I, how am I doing? But yeah. when you get some answers, you know, it brings a lot of clarity and I'm sure it helps her feel even more connected to you. Oh yeah. 
And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, we do spend a lot of time together. We do. We're here literally all the time. I'm laying with you on the ground watching movies. We're taking rides and singing together. But, you know, it's it's interesting just the perspective of what a child sees as time versus what you see mm-hmm. as time together. But I think it's it's beautiful that you recognized the goodness in your dad as you got older. And like, wait a minute. He did do a lot of these things. Yeah. You know, it's. I think that is beautiful about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this book has been really healing um, for me personally, but in regards to the relationship I have with my dad, but it's also set the stage for other relationships because, you know, in life, we're going to have problems with almost every relationship we have in our life, coworkers, um, teammates, you know, family members, our kids, all sorts of people. And so um, there have been some times I've gotten into conflict and I've truly brought it back to this book and thought, okay, I need to look and see um, and identify some things that are good about this relationship, some things that are, you know, praiseworthy and honorable and true. And, um, and then if I still need to have a conversation with that person to maybe clear some stuff up, I have to have the courage to do it, you know, and to move forward. And so, yes, this book brought me some, has brought me some healing with my father, but it's also helped me simplify issues with connection with many different relationships too in the past few years. So um, I think these principles are just so simple that we sometimes miss over them. You know, it's hard to remember um, to, to uh, look at for the good and um, focus on that instead of ways that people uh, might be letting yeah. us down or, you know, so forgiveness plays a big role in this too. You know, I had to learn to, uh, celebrate the things that my dad did do and forgive what, you know, he wasn't to me. So that was part of, you know, the grieving process, which so many people understand who are listening today. Most definitely. Do you think that for you as like you got older and you became more mature, your mind changed. And obviously as you had children, you know, you were able to see your dad in a different way. And do you kind of tell that to people and say, hey, listen, you know, give it some time because how you see the world is going to change and how you see your parents might change too over time. Yeah, absolutely. So much of this is maturity and life um, experiences and, um, and relationships do change. You know, um, being a parent myself and being completely overwhelmed with the duties and responsibilities of being a mom to three young kids at one season of my life. You know, they were all uh, under eight and so busy, Mm. like, like you're saying, so spending so much time together and just days are long, Darian. Very (laughs) long. Years fast, days long. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you just keep moving forward and, um, and trying to see the good in those seasons. You know, I chose to put my career on hold and um, stay at home and support my family as we were growing. And my husband was pursuing um, his career and we chose that for our family and that I would never take back. It's probably my you know most important work in life, but boy, um, those 
those seasons, there's going to be seasons that come that are, are more difficult or harder to see through the fog sometimes. And, um, and then they go and then you move into a new season that brings you um, new perspective and, and understanding. And so that does bring compassion. You know, I'm, I remember bringing my first child home and thinking, Every other mother has felt this way and done this. You know, you go from being an independent right. person, just doing what you want to do. And all of a sudden you bring this baby home and, and you, your whole world has changed. I remember thinking, my sister's done this three times. My mom did this three. Like I had to go through <laughs> and look at all the women who have, done, you know, and who done, and it does, it's such an adjustment. And, um, and those seasons come and go and, and, and yes, Absolutely things change and perspectives change. And that really helps to have compassion for your own parents when you're going through it yourself, you know? Yeah, most definitely. I think the relationship between, you know, a parent and a child is, it's kind of strange in somewhat because you're taking care of this little, little person for so long and they need you and they're hungry constantly. I swear, no matter what <laughs> age they are, I swear. And you, and then you have to transition to this, being adults together at some point and maybe you don't see each other as much and they're living their own life. And it's just like this constant metamorphosis. And I often think about how will my daughter view me when she's an adult and mm -hmm. will she, what will she know about me? I, I'm very transparent with her about who I am and how I go about my life. And I don't want her to like find out stuff about me that she's like, Oh my gosh, my dad, like, I'm like, this is me. <laughs> this is it, man. I'm very into that. Like, I'm like, cause you know, sometimes you grow up, you don't know a lot about your parents. You That's know? true. Like, that is true. You know, um, absolutely. Um, you know, I think about just what you're saying. I didn't really know my dad other than, you know, he worked a lot. He liked music. And there are these few moments that I can remember nuggets of wisdom that he passed down to me. And it's not like we ever had a conversation. Um, and I'll be honest, there's not really more than 10 of these. Uh, but, you know, he, he, maybe it was one sentence that was deeper than normal. Cause I would mm -hmm. say most of our conversations were pretty surfacy and, and it was mostly about, you know, his experience or his, or we would talk about the family or, you know, um, but there are these few things like I didn't even know that my dad was a Democrat until I was, you know, in my late thirties. And so how, you know, <laughs> how do you go through an entire lifetime <laughs> without knowing that? Uh, I remember being so shocked because I thought that he wasn't. And so it turns out he was, and he had some strong opinions about that, which he had never voiced. And so, um, it is interesting as you get older, like you're saying, you wonder how your daughter will, will view you or yeah. how she'll know you. Um, but it sounds to me like you're, you're pretty connected and you, you share quite a bit with her. Um, oh yeah. We talk all the time, very deep conversations because she's a very much a intellectualist as a child. And she's, she's very in touch. Like when, if you're feeling a certain way, she, she feels that very quickly yeah. And wants to discuss why you're feeling that way. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, sure, let's go into this. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it amazing how intuitive they are? And I think I, I think that's probably, um, you know, I had two older sisters. And it's, that this just goes to show you how different 
each child is and how they might need to feel connected differently. Um, because my sisters have different experiences. Um, you know, they, they don't, they never voiced this frustration, you know, that I had. Mm. Um, and so they didn't need, let's say what I needed or what I was looking for. And so that's why it's important to ask these questions to our kids because each of them will give a different answer. I mean, everyone's different. Everyone has a need. You're saying your daughter is more, um, in tune with maybe emotions and the, the energy in the room. And um, I would say the same thing about our youngest. She's a daughter. I have two sons that are um, older than her. And she's definitely more in tune. She she knows what's going on. She has a lot more to say and more questions. Um, and so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you're meeting her where she's at. And so we try to do the same. But I still, you know, my son's 16, my other son's 10. And I'll say to them every once in a while, we'll still check in. You know, how are we doing? How are we doing as your parents? Um, are there is there anything that you would like, you know, differently? Is there anything bothering you? And you know, you have to be willing to take those, yeah. those hits if they come. <laughs> um, but as long as you're keeping that, you know, that that line of communication open, I think that um, kids can't help but to feel relieved when they're asked those questions and they know they're not going to get slammed if they give an answer. You know. Um, I think it's just normal that kids are going to have some tension, like I said earlier. And um, it's just, we can really set the tone as, as parents, you know, to let them know that's okay. That's normal. We aren't expecting everything to be perfect. And you're, you're safe here um, to share your feelings with us. Yeah. You know that I want to get back to that tension part, because I think there's a lot of value in discussing that because I think there's sometimes this facade of parenting that, you know, it's like, oh, let's just do everything to make this person comfortable. And, you know, it's like, try to like, be just like best friends all the time. And we're just like, there's just going to be tension sometimes. Yeah. And like my daughter and I definitely have tension from time to time. My wife always tells me about it. She's like, you guys always have beef about certain things. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you, I am trying to create, create, raise a good human. Sometimes it got to be tough, you know, I'm like, yeah, you do. There has to be boundaries there. Um, and you know, I grew up where my mo my mom was the one who was the authoritative parent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, my dad would say, "Go ask her." If I if I would <laughs> ask him a question, he'd say, "Go, go ask what your see what your mom thinks about that." Um, and so, um, I grew up with very strict boundaries and and um, rules, okay, and expectations about behavior. Um, and so. I'm trying to balance both of those things. Kids need boundaries. We all know that. There's got to be limits to... Kids need boundaries in order to feel loved. You know, how many, how many people have you maybe heard from or I talked to people who say, I didn't have any boundaries. I, had, I would test it all the time because I wanted there yeah. to be some, right? And so um, you've got to balance that boundary, that need for that healthy... Um, fence line so that they feel secure, um, with this ability to, we don't need to negotiate, right. But we just need to right. hear them out and let them know that we hear them and that we understand what they might be feeling. And even though it might not go their way on this instance, we get it. <laughs> and, um, you know, we can move forward on that. And, you know, my kids, they tend to, you know, 
we'll see what the the younger two are like as they grow into their teenage years. But so far, I'm not saying I'm not painting a picture that our family is perfect or anything, but because we definitely have tension here. But I'm finding that as long as um, they feel heard and um, known that they can handle these boundaries much better than if they weren't. I didn't necessarily feel felt I didn't necessarily feel heard or known growing up. I would just take these roles and that was just the way it was. And um, that led to a lot of you know frustration. I didn't become a wild child or rebel or anything, but I definitely um, struggled with feeling connected or you know known or understood by uh, my parents growing up. And so um, I think so much of this is the, the times that you're in, the culture you're, you're in. Yes. You know? And um, so my kids are being raised a little differently than I was, but um, it's, it's, I've learned that as parents, we just can do what makes, helps us sleep at night. You know, so the way, the way that my husband and I are choosing to raise our kids helps us sleep at night. And we feel like we're doing, um, you know, we're, we're focusing on the important things here. And so, um, yeah, I think we all can agree. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's not an easy thing and no one child is the same. And, uh, you know, like you said, there's tension with it. And I feel like that, you know, being heard is really important because that's very big for my daughter. She wants to be heard. Like we'll have like some tension and then we'll go in a room and chat before bed. And she wants to explain why she feels a certain way. Then I explain why I'm feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And then we chat with each other and like, you know, we kind of fist bump after that. And my wife's like, how did it go in there? I was like, oh, good. We talked through what we're going on about. She's like, guys always do that. <laughs> I said, I think it's good though. I think we're talking to each other being, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's amazing. I think it's great that she feels comfortable with you and, and you feel comfortable with her, it seems like. And um, isn't that really the most important thing? I mean, you can disagree on things, but as long as you feel comfortable with, with the person, uh, your parent or whoever you're in relationship with, you feel like yeah. you can, you can overcome anything. Um, you know, so, uh, it's, that's, that's cool. I can't wait to hear the answers that, that she gave <laughs> on your little recording. She's so into <laughs> it. She loves doing that stuff. And, uh, I said, yeah, just be honest about, you know, how you feel and, uh, let it rip. You know? and <laughs> yeah, she did. And I, I was what I expected, generally speaking, you know, for it, but, uh, I wonder what's been the biggest surprise for you as you've heard the feedback about this book. Well, first off, how much people resonate with this. Um, some people um, don't necessarily feel vulnerable to say it on uh, as a comment on a post, but they'll private message me and, and say um, that what the book has help them remember about their own dad or um, that they understand exactly where I'm coming from, that they had a dad that lived in the home too, and they didn't feel like he was, you know, meeting their, their needs or their expectations. And so I think I'm surprised. I knew that, you know, it, to just make it kind of light, you know, people call them daddy issues. I, I, I know that, 
that this is a common universal thing, but I guess I didn't, I didn't expect to hear so many people saying, yes, that's my story too. Yes, that's my story too. And so, um, it's been, it's been, um, really eye-opening and really help helping me understand and push forward. Cause you know, writing a book and self-publishing and promoting, this is all new work to me. And it's, and, uh, it's, it's, it's been a learning curve and I've been, you know, pushing myself forward in new ways and learning so many things. But when I hear those comments from people about how they understand and they're, they're hoping that things are different for their children, um, I just, it just gives me what I need to, you know, keep pushing forward and learning new things. And, and, uh, like even having this podcast here tonight, you know, learning how to, uh, to do new things and, um, get, get the message out because I think that people have, um, resonated with it even more than I thought, you know, for my first book, um, I've, I've been really pleased and surprised with how many people have, have supported it and who have communicated with me. And, and I received a message from someone I didn't even know they, they purchased the book. They must've, um, purchased it through Amazon because they can go on my website, um, and get a, to purchase the book there where they get, you know, my signature and I kind of, my autograph and I write a message to them. And, and so I kind of know who those customers are. And then this one person messaged me on uh, Instagram and said she was really hopeful that it could bring some reconciliation to her, her husband's family. And it's just amazing to me that this book that I've written, that is a, was a journey of my own, you know, can also inspire someone else to move forward in their relationship with uh, their family. And so um, that's been the most surprising and most joyful as well, you know? Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, because you're, you're writing about something that is very intimate to a lot of people, the relationship they have with their dads or lack thereof. Yeah. A relationship, you know, so many people who they don't have their dads at all in their life, not physically, didn't grow up without a, didn't grow up with a father. And it can be painful sometimes to like, I I know for my wife, she had a, she's had a tough time with her dad in her life. And so I think she was really touched by seeing this. And I was kind of like, well, we could talk about you and your dad too, you know, and stuff. And, and she's like, it's very complicated, you know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it's tender. It's, it's, it's very tender wound mm-hmm. for a lot of people, their relationship with n- not just dads, but just parents in general, mm-hmm. uh, because it's just no manual as people would say. It's, it's a really difficult thing, which is why I always think it's, you shouldn't go lightly into being a parent, man. Man, mm. it's the toughest job of your life mm. probably doing. You know, and we sometimes, <laughs> some of us go into it thinking, oh, I've had, you know, I, my personal, I'm the youngest, you know, three, like I said. And so I had nieces from the time I was 10 mm. and I thought, oh, this is easy. And, and sure, <laughs> and sure, you know, this is, I can do this. And I, you know, I, I got my master's degree in education and um, I worked with kids and I thought this is this is going to be great, and then um, the reality hit, and I was faced with um, sleepless nights and um, crying that I didn't understand, and you know, just 
and then they start moving and you never get a chance to sit down and you know no. it's just it's just you things you have no idea until you are a parent you know i i laugh about the years that i was um i was a um uh, i worked with children on the autism spectrum and their families and within the schools and within the community and i did that work before i became a parent so Darian, you can imagine, I look back now at some of the strategies and the goals mm-hmm. and some of the expectations that I had, you know, even for those families. And um, I'm surprised. I mean, so I, I ended all of those relationships on great terms and some of them I'm yeah. still in contact with, but you do not know what it's like to be a parent until you become a parent. No doubt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think back at some of the things I said, and I think, oh boy, they, they were patient people. They must have really, <laughs> really, um, you know, gave me a lot of grace because sleepless nights can just be all it takes for you to, you know, miss your goals and targets the next day. <laughs> and that was a very nice way of saying that, miss your goals and targets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I would create behavior plans and, um, you know, all sorts of things for, for, um, the family to, to do within the home. And I would come back and we would look at, you know, the data that they recorded and we would make some decisions together. And, um, so it, parenting is, it's so different with each child. It is so much work. And I think that's why it was important for me to give grace to the parents in this book too. I just wanted them to know that, you know, it's never too late to, to move forward and try to make connections. And no one expects you to be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. <laughs> of course, there isn't a perfect parent, for sure, man. <laughs> I mean, I think it's sometimes hard as a parent because maybe you question yourself whether you're doing a good job or not. And, you know, it's, I mean, really, you're kind of like, well, I guess we'll see what happens when they yeah. get older and stuff. Like, yeah. what type of human are they going to become? You know, <laughs> That's it's right. like, that's right. We all we all say we want babies, but do we want you know humans at the, you know, yeah. the responsibility of raising humans? It's 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 a it's a lot, and that's why you have to break it down into small moments. You know those yes those days and those those seasons, and um, keeping that into perspective as we move forward as parents. And I, you know, I still have lots to learn. My son is about to you know finish his high school career. He'll move on to the next season, and I'll find out. I mean. Like you said, who knows? We'll know when we get there. You know how. how Give me some uh, some tips when you get there, okay? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Some advice, right? Maybe that'll be one of the books. You know, that's what college is made for. (laughs) Yes, go ahead, live on your own. Help me out. I need my room back to normal that I I lent to you for eighteen years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, but uh, thank you so much, Amanda. I mean, this is a really good book, and I know my daughter loves it. Uh, My wife loves it, and I encourage everybody to go out there and get the book. That's what dads are made for by Amanda Glass. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you, Darian. Thank you you. for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.